for elite eye care. Adam Wainwright goes for career win number 200 tonight when the Cardinals host the Brewers in the start of a four-game series. Freddie Peralta goes for the Brewers. Week two of the NFL season wraps up with a Monday night doubleheader. DraftKings line has the Saints by three at Carolina and the Browns by two in Pittsburgh. The Tampa Bay Rays will reportedly announce plans to build a new 30,000-seat stadium in St. Petersburg, scheduled to open in 2028. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Monday get one of Jethro's world famous meal deals. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Sports Station 106.3 KXNO, bottom of the hour. Alec Bussey covers Iowa State for CycloneAlert.com. He will join Trent and I for the first time. Look forward to that. Uh, right now, the music, Bama Bob's music. That means we're going to recap what we saw this weekend. Bama, welcome. How are you? I'm uh, doing pretty good. What a weekend. I, other than the fact that we're already a quarter of the way through the season, Ken. Yeah, you know what? Why did you do that? Oh, boy. Why, why would you, <laughs> you had to put him in a bad mood, didn't you, Bama? <laughs> Start off. It just so goes insane. so fast, doesn't it? It's so much fun, and then poof. Easy. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's nuts. Well, let, let's start. Yeah. Um, I guess we got to start in your neck of the woods, Bama, um, mm-hmm. with the fact yeah. that, because uh, here comes Lane Kiffin, and boy, I love the way he's stirring the pot already. <laughs> it's uh-huh. just it's just great. But the fact that, um, that uh, Alabama doesn't have a quarterback, and that was the question, no. I think, going in. I, th- I guess I just assume, well, it's Alabama. they got to have somebody amongst the five stars, uh, players that they get that can play. Bama, they're in trouble, aren't they? They seem to be, Ken. Um Listen, this—I don't know what they saw in Tyler Butner, but yeah. that. Oh my goodness! I mean, he only played, I think, one game and maybe part of one, and got hurt last year and then played in their bowl game. So maybe they saw something on film. I don't know. Maybe they just knew that what they had was so bad that they'd take anybody that was willing to come. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, I think they're going to go back to Milrow. Uh, the word that I got, and, and you know, listen, I'm not plugged in or anything, but there's a couple guys that I talked to that, that, you know, in the past have, have said things that turned out to be true. The, the fact was that, that Milrow, when, when they were watching the film after the Texas game, he couldn't tell what he was doing wrong, and the coaches didn't like that. They didn't, you know, usually if you do something wrong, you watch a film, you go, oh, okay, well, there's, I should have gone here instead of here, and he couldn't tell that. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't really know, but but they've got a problem. And I think this is I think this game coming up Saturday is as big a game as Nick Saban has had in a while. I know they play for national championships and SEC championships and all that. And I, I'm not trying to equate it to there, and I'm not saying his by no means is his job on the line or anything like that. But the the bottom line is just what you said for Alabama to have this much, you know slop whatever you want to call it at quarterback is is unbelievable and here comes lane kiffin in Mm -hmm. and he's got a quarterback Mm -hmm. and he's got an offensive system and he has an identity and you know i've talked about wanting to run the ball well i mean all they've got on the offensive line is just guys that are big they're not very athletic now if you want to block straight ahead like on the goal line that's great i mean you're you know that's they're all in for that, but they're they're terrible in pass protection. Um, 
this is a, I don't want to say it's a crisis, but it's approaching that. And if Lane Kiffin comes in uh, and, and, you know, Alabama's favored by six and a half, and a lot of people think it should be the other way. Yes. Uh, and, and I don't disagree with them right now. But if he comes in and puts one on them in, again in Tuscaloosa, then I think this season uh, is in trouble. And Tommy Reese is under just – you can't imagine the amount of pressure he's under. But he called up some plays against Texas and, uh, again, against South Florida that worked, that were open. The quarterback just couldn't hit them. So I don't know if that's his fault or, or whose. But – um, we'll see what this coaching staff is made of because now, you know, they, they played a great team non-conference in Texas and got beat. Um, and that was a, that was a competitive game. This game Saturday was as bad as I've seen since probably his first year here. This goes back to Mike Shula. I mean, it's bad. Um, and so we'll see what they've got in terms of making adjustments. But right now, I mean, it is, it is. The panic level down here. Five alarm fire at this point. It's a five alarm fire, and it's now. Now we are starting to get into the conversation of okay, is it over? Is the dynasty yeah. over? Has they been lost? It that kind of thing. You know, it was it was an all time great run. Is this the end of it? And a lot of people thought this year. Well, you know, they slipped a little last year. They'll come back and do it. You know, they'll they'll be better this year. And so far, it just hasn't panned out. So that's why I'm saying I think this game is huge for this program going forward and 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 how they handle it and what they're able to do this Saturday. Uh, Trent, Florida, Tennessee. Did you learn more about Florida? Or, I mean, where, where are you on Florida? Uh, you remember Tennessee. I was on the under on them. I didn't believe in Joe Milton, mm-hmm. and I think that proved to be right. Mm-hmm. Florida. I'm, Graham Mertz looked competent. He looked okay. He looked okay. ETN can run the football. He looked yes, good against he Utah. They just... They just kept yeah, mm-hmm. the that's true. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. was really important for Napier. Understanding, oh god, he's got a monster yeah. recruiting yeah. class that has committed to him, but not signed, obviously, mm-hmm. until December. Just keeping your head above water, get to a seven and five type of year, and then bring in that recruiting class. Really important for him to get that win. No doubt, Bam. Anything else on the SEC before we move on? I I just thought that was the biggest the biggest story outside of Alabama. You know, and the question marks, which will really be answered. Uh, this next week, you know they won the game, so you know fine. But the, they'll they'll answer all the questions this week when Kiffin comes in. I, I just thought the biggest thing was Florida, the way they won in prime time, mm-hmm. ran the football, which is what they wanted to do. Etienne, you know, 172 yards. It does say a little about Tennessee and the drop they've had. We thought that would happen. I mean, Milton is not Hendon Hooker. You can throw all the 80 yard right. YouTube passes you want against air. That's great. Um, but I just think this was a monster win. The, the crowd was into it. I think this buys him some time. Um, you know, the other thing was, man, how about the end of the Missouri? Oh my God, sixty-one yards as uh, on a walk-off field goal. That was a great game, and that 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 was a fun game to watch. I know you guys probably had to sit through, unfortunately, Iowa State and Ohio. Uh, but man, <laughs> boy, that that Kansas State Missouri game was a fun one. We talked about it. Uh, Friday, you know, how these games were fun, border war, Big 12, SEC, mid-level programs, if you will, and, man, it lived up to it. Boy, that was a fun game, and what an ending. That Mevis, would he be related brother, to... Brother, I think. Is that brother, yeah, the I kid that so. kicked at Iowa State? I believe so, Had yeah. to be, right? Uh, yeah, yeah what, a, what, a, what a kick. All right, let's go to the uh, Pac-12. Did you now, Trent? You were at a wedding. Mm-hmm. Did you see much of Colorado, Colorado State? I saw it toward the second quarter on. Oh, so you did see the I end of it. Gotcha. Fell asleep, but oh, yeah, 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 didn't make it to the end of that one. But just what a scene—the build-up, the fights before the game. Ugh. 
it was what you'd anticipated in state rivalry there, well, and it was worth got the price. A nasty, <laughs> yes, it, it did. did. Uh, anything else, Trent, on the Pac-12? Well, what about Washington? Yeah. Just going up there to Sparty, they pounded them. How many times we've seen Pac-12 teams? We talk about it when they. Big Ten teams go out there, mm-hmm. but vice versa also happens. And they just took it to Michigan State. They're a mess. We'll get to them maybe in the Big Ten. But Washington, that was really impressive. Pettix could have thrown for 600 yards if they just would have kept the pedal down the whole time. What are his odds for the Heisman? Uh-oh. <laughs> he, look, I don't know. He's, he's, he's terrific. Yes, he is. He's really, really good. Bama, your takeaways on the, uh, on the Pac-12. Well, listen, you talk about the Colorado Colorado State game. I, I, I stayed up till one twenty in the morning and watched Jerry play that game. You did. I mean, okay. I c- could not take my eyes off of it. Um, Colorado State, listen, that was a cheap shot on Travis Hunter. Yep. And I think he's going to be out a few weeks. I think that's really going to hurt them going Three forward. Three weeks, apparently. Tough, yeah, and they were already in a tough spot against Oregon and USC. And that's because, you know, people made a great point. It's like losing two players. It's like yeah. losing your best corner and your best receiver on all, all in one guy. So now you got to replace him with two that aren't as good. Um, but man, Colorado State, I give them credit for coming out and playing physical. But they they had the game won and lost it. And I don't know how many penalties they committed sixteen, seventeen, whatever it was. Uh, and I'm sitting there right before the end of the Colorado kicked a field goal when they were down eleven from about the four yard line, which I found interesting, which was a great move by Dion. That is going for it right there. He said, take the points, get it within one possession. And I'm sitting here going, Colorado State's going to win this game, you know, with four turnovers and, a, you know, 15 penalties for almost mm-hmm. 200 yards. And Sanders led him on that 98 yard. Ken, you're familiar with Colorado in the term the drive. Yeah, very well. Very the much. Drive so. two po- <laughs> the drive 2.0. Isn't that something? Because that 98 yards without his best receiver, and he just took him down the field and he took some shots. In overtime, if you if you go back and watch the overtime, there was a kid, um, Kamara from Colorado State, that just leveled him, got ejected for targeting, hit him, you know, wrapped him up, slammed him in the turf right in front of Dion, and the kid just gets up, spits out the blood in his lip, and keeps going. I mean, just tough as nails. But that that was a that was a brutal game. That was a fun game to watch. Uh, I hate that Hunter got taken out of it. Um, and then I guess the other thing out of the Pac-12 is. You know, congratulations, ACC, on bringing Stanford in. I mean, they lose to Sacramento <laughs> State, and you're going to bring them to the <laughs> to the ACC. This is what you wanted. Um, Arizona State getting shut out by Fresno, twenty nine nothing. Didn't see that coming. But um, look, to me, you, you mentioned Penix. He's got to be a favorite for the Heisman and one of the top two or three, uh, along with probably Sanders. Sanders and Williams. And Williams, yeah, it's got to be. And then, um, you know, just just the toughness and the resilience that Colorado State showed. But I think, I'm sorry, Colorado. I think, I think this was coming. I think this run was coming to an end, no matter what. This week at Oregon, I think it's more so now with without Hunter. Me too, uh, Trent. Big Ten, Big Ten. I never know if you're going to go Big Ten or Big Twelve first. That, that's what always throws me off. We'll mention Michigan State and that pitiful performance uh, out of them, and I. I Penn State, we're going to see him this week. Uh-huh. That was nice. Now, Illinois was giving the ball. Luke Altmaier was terrible. Yeah, but he took some shots. Yes, Trent. he did. That, that defensive line was all yeah. over him. They were not able to run the football effectively. It was 
just a dominating performance Mm -hmm. in kind of a sleepy type of spot, early kickoff at Illinois, an Illinois team that hadn't been playing well, and Penn State just went in there and controlled the football game start to finish. Mm -hmm. Really impressed by this team, and my summer prediction, Penn State is the team to beat in the East. I've seen nothing three weeks in that has made me relent on that. You know who's 3-0 in the Big Ten? Ohio State? Well, them and Rutgers. And Rutgers. <laughs> Got to see little Rutgers during the rain delay. Yes, that's right. They switched to that game. Good good call. Uh, Bama, your thoughts on the Big Ten? Yeah, I thought, you know, Michigan State just might as well fold up. Yeesh, I mean, that, that was, you mentioned Penix. I mean, and listen, I think that was a tough spot for them no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know, I mean, how many kids are going to leave this program midseason. I mean, they, they may be down to 50 scholarship players by the time this season ends. It's a shame. Um, you know, you hate it for the kids when the coach, you know, does just stupid, almost, you know, probably borderline criminal stuff. Um, and you know, the kids are the ones that are left cleaning up the mess and paying for it. And now they're going to get into lawsuits over the contract and everything else. But you mentioned Illinois, I was kind of disappointed in them, but man, they did Penn state looks, they look legit. Penn state looks legitimate. They look like a, not only a big 10 contender, but a title contender, a BCA playoff uh-huh. contender. And this is really the first time since James, James Franklin has been there. You mentioned the defense. They got enough, they, they have enough explosiveness and balance on offense now to match. They've had good defenses in the past. They just couldn't move the ball with, you know, with Sean Clifford and some other guys that they've had uh, consistently. And boy, they've got it now. And I think I was getting into a little bit of a hornet's nest because if they can't keep up, I mean, what's the under going to be for Iowa <laughs> for the team total mm. uh, against against this defense? And, you know, after Iowa, I mean, look at the schedule, Northwestern and UMass, and then they go to Ohio State. I mean, this team's going to be – I mean, they're going they're right there in it. And like Trent said, I've seen nothing that says they're not going to uh, be a contender. And, you know, kind of the dark horse we talked about, you talked about who else is 3-0 and in the Big Ten, Maryland. Yeah. Right yes. there, 3-0. Yeah. I mean, who they played, I don't know, but uh, I know who they play in the field coming up, and they're these quote unquote trap games. And uh, Minnesota, that game kind of went the way I thought it would. Um, they just don't have an offense. They're dull. They're boring to watch. And you know, Drake May finally picked it up, and they had no answer for it. Uh, I'll throw this out: Heinrich Harburg, Nebraska's new quarterback. He's a big dude. He's thick. He's a thick dude. Yeah. Uh, he's a big dude, and I wonder Matt Rule been playing the wrong guy this whole time because wow. I got to think that Harburg's going to be the dude going forward. We'll see. Trent, uh, Big Twelve, Trent Condon. After we were singing the praises of Cincinnati, they lose a rivalry game against Miami of Ohio. Mm-hmm. They might stink. Houston, they're going to stink. The newcomers, maybe short of Central, mm-hmm. going to have some struggles here. How and, about and Plumlee's hurt. Reese Plumlee is hurt. Yes. BYU though. Yeah, this get, is a good win. Going on the road yeah. to beat Arkansas after winning what fourteen nothing a week one against Sam Houston State. We're like, what's wrong with BYU? Here they are three and zero, and those veterans mm-hmm. starting to come together. I'll throw West Virginia into the equation too. West Virginia looked good in the backyard. They got ball. some injuries though. They're in did trouble. they get banged yeah. up? I didn't realize that. Uh, Bama, your thoughts on the Big Twelve? Yeah, BYU. I mean, that was my sneaky game, and it, it was a good game. I mean, you know, thirty-eight, thirty-one. It was mm-hmm. entertaining. Uh, Jefferson was good. Um, uh, you know, Slovis was good. I mean, that that's. That's a good team, uh, BYU. You know, starting out three and zero, and now they kind of get into the Big Twelve and into the meat of it. But you're right. You know, who who they play? Uh, Sam Houston, Southern Utah. Before those two games, those are like two exhibitions. But uh, you know, they 
all, all of a sudden, BYU-Kansas this week, guys. I mean, who would have mm-hmm. thunk it? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big game yeah. in the Big 12. It BYU is. BYU going to Lawrence, and I'll bet they'll be packed again. That's a 2.30 ESPN game. Wow. Did Kansas um, so, kind of not take a week off, but they played Nevada. I just wonder if they give them their best shot. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't I, I didn't see know, any of it. So, I didn't either, and I was so because I was so into the Colorado Colorado State game. I, I didn't flip over. Um, you know, Daniels didn't throw a touchdown pass. Um, he threw for almost three hundred. But um, Nevada had been awful before. Mm-hmm. But look, you know, going on the road, uh, weird place, probably a tough travel, first road game. Um, you know, you want to you maybe forgive them a little bit, um, but yeah, they, they're going to have to clean that up because BYU, I think, is. Is pretty good, and in Kansas State, you know, we already talked about the, the walk-off game, uh, the sixty-one-yard field goal. How about Oklahoma State losing to South Alabama? That's unbelievable. Thirty-three to seven. You know, oh. here's your half million bucks. Thanks for coming. Oof. You know, kind of thing. That that was that to me when I saw that because you know we we get the, you know, obviously the the state scores here. You know, and you know UAB and South Alabama, Troy are those kind of you know afterthought mm-hmm. ones. But this one was like. You know, caught people's attention that they went into Stillwater and just pasted Oklahoma State. That that to me was shocking. The the good news for Iowa State after this last weekend, they get Oklahoma State at home coming up on Saturday afternoon. Let's go to the. Well, that'll be seven to seven. Yeah, that's. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is Boston was Florida State looking ahead to Clemson? Yes, trend? one hundred percent. Boston College committed what sixteen or eighteen yeah. something ridiculous. It was like Colorado State, it was yeah. uh, with as far as discrepancy amongst penalties. Uh, but they had to be looking ahead, right? It was 31-10. Was it? Cruise control. Yeah. Uh, I think Travis got banged up at one point. I, I think I well, flipped over good. at one point. And they were, the backup was in there for Florida State. So, yeah. They, is, is he banged up like No, ser- I, he came he play back. Saturday? It was like in the second quarter okay. he came back. Okay, but yeah, good. It was just, I think, one of those games he got caught and almost got caught. But that's kind of Florida State, too. Haven't we seen this a ton? You mm-hmm. go back to the year after they won the national title with Jameis and how many games they snuck by. That's a team you got to make sure those guys' heads are screwed on right because you go to a sleepy, sleepy venue like that, just a team that kind of has that tendency. I, like in my power rankings or my rankings I do with our top 25 on Locked On, I did not penalize them a whole lot for that. We'll see this weekend. It's an alert. It's an 11 o'clock kick local time. Uh, Bama, your thoughts on the ACC before we let you go? Yeah, Florida State, I think, was just, you know, you talked about a work ahead. And I think the other thing was, you know, it was an early game, uh, what, noon kickoff uh, in the East. Um, and I, it was the red bandana game for BC. Um, mm, yeah. So yep. that was, that yep. was, you know, one of those things that from nine 11. Yep. Yeah. The, the kid, the guy, the, uh, alum that was, mm-hmm. uh, I think in nine 11 and, yep. and, you know, died in that found was, a bandana. Credit, yeah. Yeah. was, was credited with, uh, you know, saving mm-hmm. 15, 20, however many people before, uh, before he passed, uh, died in that. But, so I think that was a little bit, but you know, look, I guess if you're, if you're Florida state, you're a little bit concerned because a quarterback for, for BC, you know, he threw for three hundred five and ran for ninety five. So, um, I don't know that Castellanos. You know, yeah, and I don't know that Clubman's going to be able to do that. But uh, you know, Wake Forest basically had a little tune up against Florida Atlantic, so it might actually benefit Florida State. Probably gives them, you know, the coaching staff a little bit of uh, not that they're going to need motivation this week going into Clemson because I think this is for a spot in the ACC yep. uh, championship game without question. Um, and and really, Clemson's season is on the line. They dropped this one; they're done for the for the playoff. But how about Syracuse? You know, yeah, you know, I was good. I'm glad you went there. Yep. yep. Yeah, I mean, again, here they go. Remember, they were just kind of cruising on last year and, and fell off. And um, you know, Wake Forest without 
Sam Hartman, three and zero, and that's they beat an old Dominion team that that beat Virginia, so that's that's <laughs> not nothing. Duke's three and zero. I mean, what, I don't know what's going on. North Carolina's three and zero. I mean, all of a sudden the ACC. Uh, you know, are they the new SEC? <laughs> yeah, the SEC is down with the exception of a couple. Bam, we're out of time, brother. Without question. We yep. will, All right, guys. We'll preview on Friday. Breaking news, yes. Milrow is the starting quarterback now is for he? Alabama. Yeah. With yeah Saban just saying, coming. these two guys stink. This is our guy, right? That's <laughs> what last week was. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Yep. Bama, thank you. Yeah. Take care, guys. Yep, good to talk to you. Bama, Bob, Trent and I going around college football. Recap on Monday's preview on Fridays at 12.05. Alec Bussey going to join Trent and I for the first time. He's now the uh, the guy over there at CycloneAlert.com. He joins us when we come back. Miller and Con, the Des Moines Sports Day. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Issue 106 point. So good. Joined by Dr. Heidi Bell with Elite Eye Care. It's football season. Concussions always a big topic. This year, two to three million sports-related concussions will occur, and about half of those go unreported. Two out of every ten high school students will suffer a concussion. The most important part is following through with your doctor, but the recommendations are different than they used to be. At Elite Eye Care, we can diagnose and treat the post-concussion visual symptoms that typically exist. That's Dr. Heidi Bell with Elite Eye Care. With locations in Waukee, to in Ankeny, and the newest location in Norwalk. Come today. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GOFFER.COM for details. Do you remember the last walk-off homer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Roofing. 2023. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX. And oh, we are here until uh, 1 o'clock, Mr. Monday night, coming up uh, here in about 15 minutes. Let's get to Alec Bussey. He covers Iowa State, CycloneAlert.com. He's on the beat for his first, I guess, full-time week by himself because Nick was here. Alec been here for a while. Alec, uh, Trent Condon, this is Ken Miller. Good to speak with you. How are you? Welcome to Central Iowa. Good, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to uh, make this a routine thing, I guess. Yep. Hopefully, 
hopefully the listeners don't get too upset with my voice being a little raspy today. Well, don't <laughs> don't speak uh, any ill will towards Iowa State, and you'll be fine. If you do, they'll leave in droves. Uh, that's the way this fan base operates. Let's start with the positive, though. And that was, I thought, the play of Rocco Becht. I thought it was his best game as a Cyclone. Certainly a lot of things went wrong, including, um, well, we'll get to that in a second. But what, Rocco Becht was not one of the problems, in my opinion. What did you see out of the Iowa State quarterback? Yeah, I thought he played pretty well, actually, on Saturday. I know he has the two interceptions, but I don't think it's really fair to kind of count that second one against him, um, in my opinion, just because it was deflected at the line of scrimmage on a potential defensive pass interference, if that's how you want to view it. And then I thought in the fourth quarter, for the second straight week, he, he played pretty well. Obviously, he has um, a couple deep shots early in the game that, that hit up the seam um, to Aiden Bitter, the tight end, and then... He has a really nice touchdown pass to Jaden Higgins in the back of the end zone for the second straight week in the fourth quarter. I think he's shown some flashes that Iowa State can put the ball in his hands and let him make some plays. And with the running game struggling the way it has, it might be what's necessary moving forward as Big 12 play starts this weekend. Conversation certainly around the run game has dominated this, an offensive line that has struggled and continued to struggle again on Saturday. Listening to Coach Campbell after the game talking about physicality, do you have a belief, Alec, watching this team and just getting into the beat that this is something that can be fixed, that can get turned around, fixing the offensive line and the lack of physicality that they've had? I think that's a really good question. I think you look at the offensive line and there's a couple new faces on there. There's a couple new starters that maybe haven't played a ton in the past or just aren't experienced on the offensive line. And I think that that's one position where you really want to hear and talk a lot about experience and um, it's certainly something that I think can be improved with physicality. I think physicality, guys, a lot of times, just the mentality of I'm going to line up across the guy for me and I'm going to hit him and I'm going to hit him hard and, and I'm going to put a hat on a hat and, and I'm not going to get beaten. Um, so I, I think that's something they can maybe get, get corrected as we develop here in the, in the next couple of days and next couple of weeks. But I think it's something that is certainly a, a great concern for the offensive line but they only average 1.7 yards per carry against Ohio. And give Ohio some credit. Like, yep. they had good linebacker play, and, they, and their defensive line played well, I thought. But you should be averaging more than 1.7 yards per carry against the Mac school. I don't care how good that Mac program is. No, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, the other side of the football, boy, Iowa State, uh, they bring their defense. They've shown up every single game as they uh, you know have over the uh, Haycock air for the most part. Secondary is absolutely legit. They're getting after quarterbacks. Oneidam, Joey Peterson back playing again. Um, you just wonder about Gary Vaughn. Now, you, you'll get to realize uh, how you can, I guess, um, um, decipher Matt Campbell speak. We've heard guys week to week and they've never played for the rest of the entire year. I hope that's not the case with Gary Vaughn. Uh, he traveled with the team, uh, but now it's starting to linger a little bit. Uh, any news on that front with Vaughn uh, as to how serious this might be and why might we not be hearing the whole story? Yeah, I haven't heard anything specifically after the loss to Iowa. Um, Coach Campbell said that he was dealing with a bruise and he obviously warmed up for the Iowa game, and they made the decision not to play him against Iowa in the Seahawks game. Um, I'm excited to talk to Campbell tomorrow and kind of hear what he has to say about Kerry Vaughn's status. We know he's really important uh, to this Iowa State defense, and I think getting him back would be really important for them. I mean, they played well, but he's one of their better players on that side of the ball, and he brings a lot of leadership um, to that side of the ball as well. So I think 
we'll, we'll definitely ask about his status because I was under the impression that he was going to play on Saturday yep. against Ohio, and that actually did not come to fruition. And um, I don't think you'd send him on the team um, trip out there to Ohio. There's not a possibility for him to play because mm-hmm. you're limited to, I think it's 75 travel, travel roster players. Yep, yep. You don't want to waste one of those spots on a guy who's not going to play. Um, so I, I would imagine they thought that there was a possibility, and then maybe for the second straight week, they just decided at warm up, say, hey, this, this isn't maybe the best decision right now. Did, did you uh, learn anything from either people that travel to the game or our fellow 247? What what the um, where did they eat to get the food poisoning that the team suffered? I mean, Jalen Noel never saw the field. I guess Beck was puking at, even at halftime. He played well, but um, uh, they said on the broadcast, what was it, four or five? I think that were stricken with food poisoning. Over a- any more clarity on that? Have you heard, Alec? Yeah, I haven't, um, and I think that that's a really good question. I I don't know if that's something you can control, right? Like, I feel like that stuff just kind of randomly happens. I think we all think back to like the last dance and. Jordan ordering a pizza before the game over <laughs> in Utah, right? And they've just got a bad feeling about the pizza. And I think in hindsight, right? Like, they didn't know that the pizza was was infected or whatever term you want to use. But, yeah, I think that that's one of those situations just kind of out of your control. And you just got unlucky if you're Iowa State. I mean, you can do all your homework you want on a place, right? But it's very rare that you're going to go to a restaurant and get, and get some food that's not going to agree with your system, I guess couple of uh, young guys defensively, or not even young guys, guys that have been around for a while, just haven't played a whole lot. Caleb Blake Boy, Bacon. he's something, isn't he? He really yeah. is playing at a high, high level. And, and what we've seen out of him playing there in the middle of that defense, just a redshirt sophomore. And then Ben Nickel, who transferred mm. in a couple of years ago. He was out there a ton. I remember seeing him on special teams plenty with those long locks flowing out of the back of the helmet. Did not they name play- him captain too? Did they not? I I'm think not they sure. did. He uh, he was out there a ton. I thought he played pretty well. Your thoughts on guys that are under the radar, Bacon and Nickel? Yeah, Caleb Bacon has been really impressive mm-hmm. to me in the first couple of weeks. Um, obviously, you know, Coach Campbell has spoken highly of him. He's a former walk-on, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and he was really impressive to them a couple off-seasons ago in their off-season program. If you look at some of the defensive grades via PFF um, and take those what you want, um, Caleb Bacon was not only the best linebacker for Iowa State on Saturday, he was their best defensive player. Um, His overall defensive grade was an 88.9, which is very high. Um, (laughs) The next closest was Zachary Levette, who had a 72.3 grade. So that kind of puts into perspective how well Caleb Bacon has played. He seems to be flying all over the field. He's making making key tackles, and um, I think he's maybe covering up some of the inexperience of Jack Stowski, yeah. the, the freshman linebacker mm-hmm. who's been started through the first couple of weeks. And I wouldn't be surprised if you continue to see Bacon start to get some more snaps. I mean, they were on the field a good bit on Saturday, and Bacon played about 30, 35 snaps, I believe it was. So I wouldn't be surprised if you start to see his, his snap count uh, really increase in the next couple of weeks because he's played, he's played really well. And then you talked about Ben Nickel. Um, sticking with the PFF, I mean, he averaged, his grade was around a 69 or a 70, I believe. He played a little bit more snaps, but guys, I'll tell you this about the secondary. That group, in my opinion, played really, really well. Yep. Coming into the season, that was a group that was supposed to be a real strength of this team with guys like TJ Tampa and Miles Purchase um, returning, and they played well. But I thought Jeremiah Cooper played pretty well on Saturday at Ohio. He had that key PPU in the end zone that kind of kept Iowa State in it a little bit longer. Both Ryler had. Um, a PBU right before halftime on that Hail Mary that Ohio had. So I, I think that the secondary, it's, it's playing at a really high level. And I think it's really kind of 
pushing the defense to a top-tier level in the Big 12 for a second straight season. I'll get you out of here on this, Alec. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, I wonder if there is going to be you know, how much is, is there a competition for kicker this week? Um, Contreras hit that, what, 56-yarder trend, 55-yarder against I, which never happens for Iowa State kickers. Uh, then he missed the, the, the two of them this past weekend. Um, not, a lot of, not a lot of margin for error in Iowa State games. You can't miss the field goals. Contreras has now missed a couple in a row. I wonder, does Shackleford, does Jace Gilbert, who is still there, I believe, does that competition reopen? Is that something that you believe will come up tomorrow with Campbell? I'm sure it's something that's going to come up. It's something that's on my list of questions that I would like to get an opportunity to ask him. I mean, we saw last year how costly Iowa State um, failures on Google opportunities was for them. I think last year, they were just over 50%. I think back to the game against Kansas where they missed three or four kicks and it cost him a win there. Um, and I think they had a few other games where they made some costly mistakes on special teams. I think it'll be interesting to see what they do with Contreras. I mean, there's people who said that that last kick um, was, was good and it went over the upright and it probably should have counted. But you probably still should have, you probably still should have made it, right? Um, so. That that's one of those where you kind of hope that you figure that stuff out this week and get that get that right because, like you said, there's a very small margin for error. I mean, Coach Campbell talks often about you're trying to win on the margins uh, at Iowa State and whatever else. And if you're going to do that, you have to operate it with a high level of success in, in the special teams area. And that's something that they didn't do last year. And I think it's one of the reasons why they struggled and ended up finishing four and eight. Yeah, I'm going to defer to the guy that was standing right underneath the goalpost when it comes to that. But, uh, yeah, uh, Contreras is three for six now on the year. That's, uh, yeah, 56 yarder aside, three for six so far. Alec, good to get to know you. Look forward to doing this again next Monday, uh, at the, uh, at the latest. So we appreciate you coming on, Alec Bussey. What do you got going on this week at cyclonealert.com? Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, we put up our weekly Big 12 Power Rankings this morning. I've got some takeaways over the entire week and of the Big 12, which another tough week um, yep. for a lot of the teams <laughs> in the conference, but some highlights as well as some of the newcomers. Um, we'll have good coverage of Tuesday's media availability with Coach Campbell as well as Coach Schuhoff, who I'm sure is going to be asked a lot of questions about the offense. And then on Friday, I'm excited to go out and see Malachi Kerbe, one of Iowa State's top targets. Um, play a high school game, and we'll have a story up on him on Friday that I'm sure will be of intrigue because I know Iowa State fans are really excited to follow that recruitment. So stay tuned to Cyclone Alert. We appreciate all the subscribers, and uh, we appreciate everything that people do on our website to click and read and give us their time. Good stuff, Alec. Welcome to the beat. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a great afternoon. Yep, you do the same. Alec Bussey, uh, CycloneAlert.com, part of 24-7. Mr. Monday Night is here next. Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Trent Condon back with you. Are you a DIY landlord? Then you probably don't have much free time. Between finding tenants, filling out tax forms, repairing drywall, and answering calls about runny faucets and leaky toilets, you're not free to do much of anything. That's why you need Renner's Warehouse. When our professional landlords go to work for you, you're suddenly free to do a lot of things. Free to get a good night's sleep. Free to have dinner with your family every night. Free to take a vacation. And free to be so efficient managing one property, you're free to acquire even more. And one step closer to financial freedom. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com today to book your free home rental price analysis or call 515-528-4420.
That's 528-4429. And feel free to remember this rhyme. DIY is no way to be. Call Renner's Warehouse. Family owned since 1970, Kemker's True Value and Rental helps you buy what you want and rent what you need. Get to work on that to-do list with help from Kemker's True Value and Rental. Kemker's has all your hardware needs, plus their rental catalog is perfect for do-it-yourselfers. With two Central Iowa locations to better serve you in Grimes and Huxley, make it Kemker's True Value and Rental. Find out what they can do for you at Kemker'sTrueValue.com. That's Kemker'sTrueValue.com. Get in on the act with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. minutes uh the iowa depth chart is out for the penn state game this weekend neither caleb johnson or jazzy and patterson are listed so it will be Williams. williams number one and his backup is molten i guess is he listed uh i don't have it i was just looking at a tweet aha you and your twitter I, machine yeah uh i do have it trent it is Molten two, Washington three. Oh, so they got three guys yeah. listed. On Williams, Molten, Washington Jr. All right, we shall see. Yes, uh, we've got a couple of uh, home dogs tonight in Monday Night Football. Mister Monday Night here to let us know how he sees the double dip. Mister Monday Night's only got one play for you tonight, brother. <laughs> the Steelers bounce back, do they? Overreaction to week one. Mr. Monday Night likes the money line. You could get plus 115s out there right now on that money line. The Browns, yes, you look at the final score. It was a dominating performance a week ago against Cincinnati. How good is Cincinnati? Mm, Fair question. With the banged up Joe Burrow, I like the Steelers. Speaking of that, I got one more play I have to throw out. It starts in less than 20 minutes. It's day baseball between two brutal teams. The Royals and the Guardians. Am I going to watch it? No. You might have it on in the office this afternoon. In the background. (laughs) But you're not going to be riveted in front of it. Quantrill, since he's come back off injury, has been excellent. They're just a minus 124 choice against the Royals. It's in Kansas City. I get it. It is teams playing out the string. But this one, this has my full endorsement. Mm. Guardians, minus 124. Mm. Are the Cubs playing out the string? This is brutal. Diamondbacks plus 550 to make the playoffs. Are they? <laughs> Ticket looks live again, Woo! does it? All right, we're out of here. Uh, thanks for being with us. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, Murph and Andy are coming up in six minutes. The drive with Heather and Sean, three until six. Petey and Hines tonight. And then tomorrow morning, another day of local programming begins as it always does at 6 a.m. with the morning rush. Miller and Condon weekdays, 1101 Moines.